London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG. Open makes more possible. Hello, how are we doing on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner and this is Off The Bench, where we will be bringing you the latest sports stories, headlines across the nation. I'm joined today by my co-host, as always, Jamison Hartso. So be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at OffTheBenchXLR. And as well, if you are on Instagram, we are currently live streaming this episode live on Instagram. Just check us out at OffTheBenchXLR and you can watch the show live as you listen to it. This is sadly our last episode for this school semester as we are going, we go on holiday break this next week. So we will be back in about early to mid-January. I will give you that date on the Instagram as soon as I can, uh, as soon as I figure out the first day we will come back. But we, this, is our, this is our final episode, so uh, hopefully, hopefully we uh, give you all a good one and we want to do something special, so that's why we are live streaming it. But we have had a lot of stuff in college and NFL as usual. Uh, we didn't we didn't have a show last week, so we we have almost two weeks to catch up, but we'll we'll work it out as best we can. But we we missed last week because of Thanksgiving break as well. You know, all the holiday breaks come at the end of the semester for college students, but it's all good. We have college news right now, and big stories this week were the transfer portals, head coaching issues, and as well as the college football playoff rankings coming out for what is this the fourth week now they are out, and of course, as Jameson's been saying. All year, we have not seen the final four yet, and I, I still think you're correct on that, looking at the standings. Uh, the top four right now are definitely not going to stay there, especially because LSU and Georgia will play against each other this upcoming weekend, or is there a break? I'm yeah, not sure. so the all of the conference championships are coming this weekend, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. But first of all, before we get to college, I just want to say hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving, got to spend time with their family and uh, give thanks to um, to everything that you have in your life. Um, I hope you ate a lot of good food. I hope you got as full as I did. I had three <laughs> meals in the in the course of five hours, so all good, good food. And Hayden, I want to say thank you. I've enjoyed this semester so mm-hmm. far. Uh, it's been so much fun being able to come on uh, XLR, Atlanta University Radio, and um, Talk sports. This is an cr- incredible opportunity Lander has given us, uh-huh. uh, and so I just want to say thank you. You've done a lot of work. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been yes. really fun. So thank you. It's been a ton of fun, and thank you all for listening to us. But there has been a lot of news in college football. It's been incredible. This college football season has been a huge roller coaster it ride. Really, it really has. It has yeah. been a huge roller coaster ride. Ups and downs, left and right. I mean, every single week is something different. And that's what I love about sports. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, I just love it. But there's been a huge shakeup in the college football rankings. Probably not in the top four. But if you're paying really close attention, there has been a huge shakeup. Ohio State number one, like last week, he they last Tuesday they were put number one. They jumped LSU just because of Ohio State has been has played a little bit more ranked teams mm-hmm. and has played a little bit more consistent than LSU. LSU at twelve and zero. Ohio State is twelve and zero as well. LSU is number two. Clemson twelve and zero is staying at number three. 
Georgia, 11-1. and The upset by South Carolina is that one loss for Georgia. They're still in the top four at number four. Now, Utah, 11-1, and is at fifth. And Oklahoma at, sitting at 11-1 and one is at six. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you notice? Well, One, not Bama. Two, not Bama. Not Bama. Bama. <laughs> Three, not Bama. Four, not Bama. Five, not Bama. Six, not Bama. Let's go all the not way down Bama. to number 12 to find Alabama. Alabama was upset by Auburn Tigers. Mm-hmm. Huge upset. Obviously, they did not have Tua Tagovailoa, but a really big upset. No one expected it. They did. They did have an opportunity to take it into uh, overtime with a field goal. The kicker sadly missed it left. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were not expecting Auburn to beat them, even with Tua being out with Mac Jones in charge. But that defense for Alabama really, really was shocking. Not a very, very good defense. What we're used to, that's what they've been known for is their defense. And then they've always got playmakers on offense. But that defense really just was was struggling. Mm -hmm. I mean, against the run. I mean, Bo Nix and that offense really tore that defense up. And we saw that in um, uh, against the LSU game as well. But, I mean, just a huge upset. Nobody expected that. I did not. Even, I, I think, if um, Tua's little brother was starting quarterback, <laughs> I, I would not have picked Auburn. You, but, you um, did say last week, I, w- I was going over the tape, of not, well, not last week, but last episode, two, two weeks ago, I believe. You, you, you didn't predict the, an Auburn win, but you did say you thought Auburn was going to give them a run for your money. So I can't remember what I said on, the, on, the, on accounts of it, but, but you had the ideas in your head, so I'll give you that one. You had the ideas, and I mean, for me personally, if I would have thought, if I had thought that Auburn was going to win this game, it was more going to be a lower-scoring game. I didn't expect Auburn to put up 48 points yeah. on Alabama. Even though Alabama's had a more struggled defense this year, I didn't expect 48 points to get picked up. So, it, I don't know. Th- that, was, that, was a, that was a win that you could kind you could have, like, you know, you could have theoretically thought Auburn could have a chance at this, and if certain things play out their way. But a forty-eight to forty-five shootout of a game that Auburn ended up winning off of uh, Alabama missed field goal was something I certainly did not did not see coming. So, I mean, I said this not last week or maybe the or not last episode, the week before. Like Auburn, Auburn was this wild card team when it came to the playoff situation because they played they the last two weeks they played Georgia and Alabama and Georgia handled them fine it was a low scoring game but Georgia still handled them and Alabama unfortunately couldn't handle them and whether you want to put the blame on uh I don't know defense performance or uh Tua being out for that game it's it's up to debate there but yeah Auburn Auburn winning that game certainly messes up Alabama is now at number 12 in the college football rankings which is the lowest they've been I think since the college football play Ever. ranking That's start, the lowest. Now, I don't think I think they haven't even like in the AP poll. They haven't been out of the top ten in yeah. like forever. So um, this is a very big deal. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did. I, I did say. I, I think the Auburn obviously gave them a run for their money. They beat them. Uh, but I just, it's it's just the Iron Bowl itself. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you saw in twenty fifteen. When I mean that huge kickoff return, you know mm-hmm. the missed field goal. But I mean, I just I just didn't see the the Tigers actually pulling off um, the upset, the huge upset. I mean, I th- I'm looking at it as a 
enormous upset. I mean, just Alabama's just been so good. I mean, so good throughout the course of the playoff era and just ever. I mean, they they've been the standard, and this year, quite frankly, they've not been the standard at all. Alabama um, has just not really been up to par, if you will. And so I think that's been a really big shock uh, for college football. And uh, anybody who knows sports and knows about football, they know Alabama is the standard. Well, obviously not this year. They've they've been struggling. Um, I mean, I guess I guess you win so much, uh, it's it's so hard to win in college football. So um, props off, props to uh, uh, Auburn. Uh, on getting that really big win, I know Gus Malzahn is is really happy for that win because it looks like he's gonna stay for another year. So beating Alabama, uh, yeah. you extend your contract oh, yeah. regardless of your. Record. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of Alabama, it looks like Tua right now the the starting quarterback or, or was the starting quarterback. He's now injured. It looks like he is still undecided about the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua Tagovailoa is uh, is out for the season um, uh, for a hip injury. He took that in the uh, Arkansas game, uh, which uh, a lot of people say he should not have been playing in. Um, but um, Tua is right now undecided. You know, his he's at his third year. Um, he could go to the NFL draft if he wants to, or he could stay another year. He still has another year of eligibility, and I'm pretty sure he's got two more years because I don't think his fr- his freshman year he did not play. I don't know if he played all four. If he played. More than four games, but uh, I know he's got one more year for sure of eligibility. So at your third, at the end of your third season, you can choose to go to the NFL draft or you can stay back and play out your senior season. Uh, right now, he's still undecided about the NFL draft. If I were him, I would go ahead and go. Um, if I, but I am education first, so I think that you should get your education. So if you get your education, Deshaun Watson got his education in two and a half years to be exact. Um, and uh, he went to the NFL draft in three. Um, but uh, I, I think Tua should probably go um, and s- instead of get, risking the possibility of getting hurt another year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially if there's the chances of him just dropping the draft a little bit. I mean, I don't know how important it is to him in particular on being a top 10 pick or a top 5 pick or potentially the top overall pick. But, I mean, there's... I, there was something like saying like he could he could drop to a late first rounder or possibly even a second rounder depending on what happens, especially barring how bad the injury is. But I mean, if if you look at it from like like a perspective of if I drop to a late first round pick, you're going to be going to a successful franchise already because unless unless it's some uh, like like the Dolphins, they have a couple they have a couple first round picks this year as well as the Jaguars. But unless it's like falls to one of them who have like traded for a first round pick and they have multiple first round picks, if you fall late in the first round, you're going to fall to a playoff team or a team that just missed the playoffs. Which means they probably already have a good quarterback set in, which means Tua could go to one of those teams potentially, sit behind a good quarterback, learn for a couple years and then enter into the NFL and start once that quarterback moves on to their team or retires or whatever happens. And like really looking at it, Patrick Mahomes kind of did that. He sat behind Alex Smith for a season between before Smith got sent to the Redskins a couple years ago. But that's always, like, Patrick Mahomes, that worked out perfect for him. Uh, he was great at Texas Tech, but I don't know how well he would have transitioned immediately into the NFL. But giving allowing college quarterbacks, rookies, to sit behind a 
a professional for a couple for a couple games at least or at least a season or two really helps in the NFL helps you learn the systems way better and so Tua if he wants he can I mean he can go right now and he'll be a first round pick I think he's gonna be a first round pick regardless uh, uh yeah and first round yeah first round I, I yeah early first, yeah not first I don't even think he's gonna be the first overall any, mm. anymore even after even if he was healthy this whole season I think like Joe Burrow and one of them might have surpassed him for that but I mean if he falls to like a late first round pick he's it, he has a great chance of being successful in the NFL being the first overall pick doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be successful in the NFL so it's all it's all about what he wants to do. If he wants to try to be the first overall pick, and that's really important to him, or at least be a top five pick, he can return to Alabama, put another star season out, maybe win a national championship, which I'm sure you don't want to happen, but you never know it could. <laughs> but um, he can either go do that for his fourth year, or enter the NFL, get behind a get inside a successful franchise, sit a couple years behind a successful quarterback, or start the first year, but you're with you're around good management, good players already because you're joining a playoff team. He can do that. It's it's up to him. Me personally, I would tell him, go to the NFL draft now. Hopefully, you get a later round pick. Get into a more set franchise. You don't want to get you don't want to get involved in a mess of a franchise like the like the Dolphins or the Jets right now. They're a mess in ownership and players right now. They don't know what they're doing. But if you get into like a more successful franchise, like maybe get drafted. I don't even know. I haven't looked at mock drafts in a while. But like a Packers team, or I mean, if you go early, maybe hopefully you get the Giants or something. The Giants are kind of built well right now, but. Just get somewhere like that where you could sit behind a really good quarterback for a couple of years and just and just uh, play your season out as a backup, then get in the NFL. I think he has a much more chance of being successful that way because he'll have time to heal from those injuries as well as learn from a mentor quarterback. Now, let's talk to about the team that lost to Alabama. A little bit earlier on in the season, South Carolina – University or the University of South Carolina lost to Alabama. Alabama creamed South Carolina. Now, speaking of South Carolina, their quarterback, Jake Bentley, is transferring. He has decided that he is going to be transferring and leaving uh, South Carolina and uh, going on to another. Uh, university college to play football for his last season. Now, his dad is still a coach at the University of South Carolina. With that, the offensive coordinator is now relieved of his play-calling duties after the brutal loss against Clemson. Now, a lot has been going on with South Carolina Gamecocks. A lot. Everyone wants the quarterback. Everyone wants a quarterback change. Everyone wants a coaching change. Well, they've got both. They've got an o- offense coordinator that is he's still on staff, but he's just not going to be play calling, which that, which that probably means he's probably going to leave. And... Um, you're getting a new offense coordinator. A lot of people want a new head coach for the University of South Carolina. A lot. So, Hayden, how do you take this this Gamecock situation? I I think they're in a mess. I mean, I think they're the Clemson's little brother right now. A lot. Of, there was an interview, and uh, they asked Will Muschamp if Clemson is the bigger brother to South Carolina. 
I think they are. I mean, they, oh, at this point, for the last for the last half decade, they've been the bigger brother. Um, but no, this 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 was expected to happen. I don't. Th- I think South Carolina's offense has not been good all year. They've quarterback situation has been an absolute mess. So Jake Bentley was he benched or no? He got hurt. He, he had that hurt, foot injury. Yeah. Put quotes around foot injury. I don't even know what happened there. But he had that. So transfer. I think that that's a, that's a good decision for him. Helensky is okay. He's been okay this whole season. But, I mean, look at they've, – they've won four games this year. They've won four games. And you look at these four wins. They blew out their first, second game of the year, blew out Charleston Southern. You're supposed to do that. That's a gimme game. They, they put 72 up on them. Then they beat – then they lost two straight. They beat a Kentucky team who – it was at home for South Carolina. Kentucky was on their four-string quarterback. They didn't really know what they were doing. Their offense was a mess at that time. So, yeah, you win that. It was a low-scoring game. Then they beat Georgia. Their one good win of the year. Mm-hmm. Upset. So, yeah, good for them. I'll, I'll applaud them on the Georgia game. But then you lose two straight again. You beat Vanderbilt, who's arguably the worst team in the SEC when it comes to football. And then you've lost three straight since then. And the last two games, you've been outscored uh, 68 to nine. So their offense—they've only beaten really besides Georgia. Georgia was an upset. I don't even know that—that that was an upset. We'll, we'll dish that out because that was an anomaly. But the three wins have been against teams that were either dysfunctional at the time or are just awful. So their last three, the last two games, like I just said, outscored sixty-eight to nine. Their offense is not clicking at all. Nothing's really working. Um, so game, their offensive coordinator being fired, nothing, nothing in that surprises me at all. Jake Bentley transferring into the mythical transfer portal that is college football. Um, good for him. Hopefully, he ends up in a good school. I don't, I don't know what potential schools would take him at this point. Not, I don't, I don't think a lower-end Power Five team, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but. You know, I, I don't know. Bobby Bentley. So the the thing on Jake Bentley, a lot of people don't know this. Bobby Bentley was the head coach. So actually, let's go back a little bit further. Bobby Bentley was the head coach of Burns High School in Spartanburg County in uh, Duncan, South Carolina. He was the head coach. He was a really well-known coach, very, very good football coach. A lot of people – uh, hated Burns because they were so good. Everybody hates the team that's so good in uh-huh. uh, this league. Um, and and so Bobby Bentley was really good. He won a lot of games. He won, uh, I think he won one or two state championships, maybe three. Uh, but, I mean, he was an excellent football coach. He built Burns Rebels um, uh, to, to their standard where it is today. Bobby Bentley got a... Um, I think it was assistant offensive coordinator job or something in the offense at Auburn University, the University of Auburn. And so Jake Bentley went, they moved down to Alabama, and Jake Bentley was in high school in Alabama. After, after his junior season, or he signed his letter of intent to go to Auburn, he signed that in his junior season. And his dad got the coaching job of for uh, tight ends. For tight ends, wait, is it tight ends? Yeah, it's tight ends at uh, the University of South Carolina. And so that's whenever Jake Bentley moved his letter of intent and committed to South Carolina. And that's where he's been at since. Well, Jake Bentley skipped his senior year of high school to go to college. He he had all the credits to graduate and uh, and and so he left early. He, he skipped his entire season to or in, his entire senior year and he started um uh um 
the starting quarterback for the University of South Carolina at 17 years old. I think he was that. Right? Yeah, 17 yeah, he, years he old. he skipped his last year yeah. of high school. So that's where we are. And so if Bobby Bentley gets another job, coaching job, somewhere else, that's where he's going. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just I just want to know how does because he knows that he's not going to play. Jake Bentley knows. I mean, the fan, South Carolina fans have moved on. Yeah, they don't all, want him. They don't Holinsky want him right now. Yeah. Or whoever the next big guy is. Coming they don't. They don't want Jake Bentley. And I just if it, I do not know what's going to what's going to be the conversation between Will Muschamp and Bobby Bentley on. Your son's not going to be starting quarterback for our offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully they don't take so, it personally as yeah. like, oh, your son doesn't your your son's not starting. I mean, professionally you wouldn't want to take that personally, but you know, who knows? There's been weird things that happen when it comes to coaching and, and family matters and and sports. so I I don't know, but uh, that's really been a big headline. Jake Bentley is going to be transferring. The offense coordinator is relieved of his play calling duties for the University of South Carolina, and. Uh, I know South Carolina's got to do tremendous work to uh, to get back in the competition. I mean, four four and eight is brutal. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, in the that, SEC, I've never I've never known a South Carolina team to not make a bowl game. I mean, even a belt bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. what is the belt bowl? And I don't hate uh, on it. Kentucky's um, in that like every year. So <laughs> I don't hate on that one too much. But uh, I'm sorry. I'm just used to like the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl and stuff. That's the good bowls that That's Clemson normally goes yeah, to. Yeah, Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky hasn't made one of those um, in forever. And so. Um, you know, it's it's got a, South Carolina has a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of work, and I think quite frankly they need to fire their head coach, Will Muschamp. They need to, they have to. You've been on that all year. No, <laughs> I mean they have to. I <laughs> yeah, mean, I mean uh, if they but, want a uh, chance. Yeah, I mean the SEC East is even like the weaker division of the SEC. The SEC West is a bit better because you got LSU, Alabama, Auburn, and A and M, who's pretty good every year. But I mean SEC East, you only got Georgia and Florida to really worry about. But I mean South Carolina. They're they're dead second to last in the SEC East. They're second or they're they're ranked third overall in the SEC. They're uh, they're three and five in the conference. But like if they want to have any chance of competing, they need they need to move on. You are completely correct about that. The SEC is too cutthroat. If you're even subpar, you have no chance. And like I mean, and they don't, one of the teams they're barely better than like they're barely better than Vanderbilt, who I just mentioned is one of the crap teams of the SEC as well Arkansas I, we mentioned Arkansas way back on the show but they're two and they're 0 and 8 in the SEC they haven't won an SEC game in two years now it's something crazy or a yeah. year and a half at least and then one of the other teams they're better than is Old Miss who Old Miss had an embarrassing oh it's an embarrassing loss this past weekend in the uh and they're and it. they're they're you're proud of it oh yeah and they're in oh, yeah. their rival game and then what Matt Luke was fired after that game believe it or not so what, what do you what do you think of that? And with, speaking with and, the, and speaking of Mac Luke being fired, uh, let's jump down to a couple coaches leaving their their uh, their duties. Ole Miss's Matt Luke uh, came out yesterday or Monday, yeah, Monday. Uh, the head coach of Ole Miss, Matt Luke, was fired after the loss to Mississippi to Mississippi State um, after a after a touchdown. Um, <laughs> A touchdown to get them behind down one. So the touchdown, their running back uh, ran in, and and after he ran in, he crawled. And whenever he scored, 
that put them down one point. So if they kick the extra point, they're going to overtime. And they're going to overtime. Mm-hmm. And so the running back crawled like a dog, lifted his leg up, and acted as if he was peeing. And that was the best celebration uh, yeah, I've ever great. seen in my life, and it was incredible. If I was that coach, I would say, dude, it was worth it. It was worth <laughs> it. I mean, I think that – that celebration penalty was worth it. The kicker should have made that easy 25-yard field it's, goal. Yeah, it was still a 25-yard It was an easy All yard. the blame has been on the penalty. The kicker still missed it. Yeah. The penalty, you, I mean, you, the penalty, you shouldn't have done that in that yeah. situation. Oh, I love it. I get your I thing. I get because, your point. Because I, I don't think a lot of people realize, but Mississippi State, their mascot is the Bulldogs. Yeah. And so if since they're the Bulldogs... Oh my! It was, it was, it was, it's the same it as like a, like a horns down yeah. for a, for Oklahoma yep, or something. Yep, yep, yep. But that situation, don't do that. Like if you're blowing out a team and you want to get a 15 yard penalty for a celebration, go for it. You know. But yeah, it was a rival game. But I mean, still, both Ole Miss is awful. So I mean, what do you really have to lose besides some pride? But yeah. you, I don't know. Oh, I loved it. That, I loved it. Yeah, I, I like the celebration. It was it was funny. It was uh, incredible. Maybe it's just behind the Antonio Brown twerking one that went very viral oh, a couple wow. years ago. I, that one was yeah. that one was great as well. <laughs> that got that got celebrations pretty much banned in the NFL for a couple seasons. So, um, so yeah. Speaking of coaches um, stepping down, Chris Peterson stepping down as the head coach. At the University of Washington, a lot of people know this uh, team by Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason was a was uh, part of the two quarterback set that Georgia ran. So he was at Georgia, and he transferred to um, uh, University of Washington. They they they're at a seven and five season, and he stepped down after that um, after that game whenever they lost. So. We're talking about all these coaching jobs. Why is there so many coaching jobs, Hayden, that are being – there's so many coaches being fired and so many coaches stepping down? I mean, it seems like every other day we're seeing coaches mm-hmm. stepping down, NFL, college. I mean, what what is it? Is it they, they know there's better better teams out there that that can perform better under his – under his supervision, or I mean, what it is? I know Chris Peterson. Th- there's been a long thing about how he was supposed to go to Utah, and then they found somebody better and stuff like that. So there's been, or no, USC, University mm-hmm. of Southern Cal, and so Chris Peterson really likes Southern Cal, and so I would not be surprised if you see him getting the head coaching job at USC in California. Yeah, I mean, but. The coaching, the the thing I see why this is happening as much is because in the in college football especially, there's such a divide between the top elite programs of the country and the upper middle class programs of the country. You'd think it'd be like a smooth transition, but it really isn't, right? You have Ohio State, Alabama. I'm, I'm going to include them in this one. Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Clemson. And there's probably a few more I can name in there. They're the top tier. They are the guys in college football. They're the standard. They are, the, they are what you want to be. And then when it comes to, like, the next tier, there's good teams, right? I mean, you look at the rankings right now, like, there's a Utah. You got uh, Oklahoma's. Oklahoma's one of the few exceptions. They're, they could be really good or, like, mid-tier. But you got, like, or o- really bad. Like, Baylor, <laughs> Wisconsin, Florida. Those teams are good, but they're, but they're not, not the elite. Best. And the gap between those two areas are so it's, it's big it's really big it's a yes. big gap like those teams are really good florida's really good but 
compared to Alabama and LSU and Clemson, no, they're no not compare. that good. And there's no there's no teams between that, with maybe like an Oklahoma as a very fun yeah. exception. So the reason whether teams want to fire a head coach or head coaches want to step down and look for better positions is that, like for instance, if a team wants to fire a head coach, they can have a really good head coach. You know, Washington, they've been a program in the mix for forever. For the last couple of years, they've been in the mix. But they're just that coach has been really good for them, but not great. Yeah. And in order to take that step to get to the elite program, they have to make a change because a really good coach isn't a great coach. He's only a really good one. So yeah. you have to make a change in order to accelerate your team and get up. And that's happening in the NFL right now, which we're going to get discussed in the next uh, in the next segment here in a couple seconds or a couple minutes, however. But that, it's, it, that's 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 the thing I see. Teams want to get to that elite level, and even if they're just really good, they have to make some kind of change to take the next step. College football players are coming in and out every year. Coaches are the one static thing that change, and so, or that don't change. And so, if players are keep recycling, they have to have a. And the coach is doing the same thing year after year with the, with different players. Then the coach has to change because in a new coach, new players, they could possibly accelerate the team to the elite standards, like the like the four teams I mentioned. But but like like I just said, there's these coaching situations that these. This is the exact same thing. It's happening in the NFL as well. There's the elite programs in the NFL, and co- teams just want to get a bit better. We're gonna get that in a second. But we're gonna we're gonna end on the college segment here. We're uh, we're running a little over our time schedule, but we're we're still good. We're gonna get one song going here, and we will be right back with the NFL. And news. we are so back here at Off the Bench XLR Lander University Radio. My name is Hayden Joyner, as always, alongside with me my co-host Jameson Hartso, and we are here to talk about NFL sports. Now we had the college, we've done all that. We're back on the NFL, and as well, if you are just now tuning into the show, you can. T- tune in to our Instagram account at Off the Bench XLR, where we are currently live streaming this episode, as it is our last episode of the year or of of the semester of the season, whatever you want to call it, before we go on Christmas break for the holidays. But Jameson, holidays are full of cheer, but there's not a lot of cheer going on in college and NFL because coaches are getting fired, and the first firing of this this NFL season was Ron Rivera of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, kind of not too unexpected for me. The fact I could see him getting fired at the end of the year, but the fact that it happened right now in the middle of the season is, is the one surprising part for me. So Jameson, how do you feel about this? Uh, does he deserve to get fired? What do you think the reason was for this? How do you feel? Well, I think the Patriot, um, the Panthers, I'm sorry, are terrible. I think that Ron Rivera, it's been a long time coming. It should have been done a long time ago. Um, and so I think this is uh, the best thing that could happen or the second best thing that could happen for the Panthers. The first thing is getting rid of Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. The second thing <laughs> is getting rid of the head coach, Ron Rivera, and I believe that with all my heart. Um, and so I think that Panthers are absolutely terrible. Um, I don't like them just just because I don't. <laughs> I mean, Is that a hometown I, team? Oh, is that a hometown yeah. team bias? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel um, that. And so I – I just don't like the Panthers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think that Ron Rivera uh, is not fit to be a head coach. Um, I, I just – he doesn't just – he doesn't carry himself like a coach. I mean, carrying himself like – I mean, just if you watch him on the s- sidelines, I mean, he doesn't look like he has a lot of passion for it. And so uh, I think that you need to get somebody like um, – uh, what's his name? Sean McVay. I mean, you could see his passion for the game – or you can get somebody like Bill Belichick, which I know, I know that's yeah, one in <laughs> that's one in a trillion odds happening. Bill Belichick, but he's an incredible coach, but he's so smart, and so I just don't I don't see Ron Rivera being that uh, type of coach that can compete 
uh, and Super Bowls and then um, and uh, for championships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in his tenure. He's had what seven seasons, I believe. Or something, something along those lines, and he he is the Panthers' winningest coach. He's won seventy six games over his time, but his 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 years have been very up and down, right? Uh, when they got Cam Newton back in twenty eleven, uh, they went six and ten that year, nine and, or seven and nine after that. Then they went twelve and four, won the NFC South for the first time in like five years. They won the NFC South three years in a row after that happened. They went twelve and four, then they went seven eight and one and made the playoffs, won their division. That was one of the one of the worst divisions ever was that NFC South team, NFC South division in 2014. Now it's the NFC East of 2019. But then they went 15-1. and one, took it, they, I mean, they went to a Super Bowl with, with Ron Rivera and Cam Newton healthy. But it's really – this, this, what I think is the reason for this was their new owner. They got a new owner in 2018, David Tapper – or David Tepper, however you say his last name. He got – he was the new owner, and I just don't think Ron Rivera was his guy, right? Um, once Cam Newton got injured last year and their season just went on a spiral, they were six. I mean, last year they were six and two. They were six and two before Cam Newton got hurt, and then they then they they lost eight straight to finish the year and ended up six and ten. So, it, it's just I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking of words here, but they just they. It's just not the owner's guy. The owner the owner is the reason why I think that Ron Rivera was let go, and it, it's simple. It's really as simple as that. Ron Rivera. He he's a good coach. He's gonna coach the NFL again. When uh, when coaching free agency or whatever they call it starts up this off season, Ron Rivera is gonna be gonna be one of the top names on the list, along with like Mark, Mike McCarthy as 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 former NFL coaches at least former NFL coaches. Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy should be some high names up there, and he's gonna find jobs. Whether it goes whether he goes to say the uh, the Giants or something if they want to pick him up or any other team that's looking for a head coach, Ron Rivera is gonna be out there. He's a good coach. I just don't think that. David Tepper wanted Ron Rivera as his coach. He, the, Ron Rivera, like I said, he's done good. He has a point. He is over a 500 win percentage in his time, but he's going to be a head coach in the league. He's just not the coach for the Panthers. That, that it's, it's as simple as that. David Tepper didn't want him, and even 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 Tepper, their owners, even indicated they don't even want Cam Newton anymore. Uh, they want to move on from there. And I'm completely fine with the Panthers moving on from Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton. I said this earlier in the show's life. The Broncos are a good fit for Cam Newton. I think I think he'd work there in that system. So. They move on from Cam Newton. They move on from Ron Rivera. They just want to restart in those core positions. They the Panthers really do have a good team. Christian McCaffrey's a stud, top five in the in the NFL in his position. And then DJ Moore's a great. He's been good at receiver. They got a veteran tight end in Greg, Greg Olson who could be a leader. Who's a who? Well, not could be. He is a leader on that team. So they they definitely have the makings to be a good team. The coach and the quarterback just aren't really what the owner wants. Once he took over that team last year, he wants. The, the owner owner of every team, Jerry Jones especially, is a perfect example of this. Owner of every team wants to be the guy that picks the the key personnel on their team. If you own a team and then there's already a coach and quarterback in place that you didn't hire yourself or didn't pick yourself, you're gonna you're, you're gonna you know you might like them or hate them, but it's not gonna be as personal to you. David Tepper wants to hire his own coach. He wants to draft his own quarterback or sign his own quarterback, whatever they want to do. So that's that's what I think their main their main ploy is. They want to get that. But I mean, like these head coaches, like I'm said, there's Ron Rivera was the first one to go this year, but he certainly is not the last to go this year. And as a Cowboys fan, Jamison, you love to talk about this topic. Cowboys are trash this year. I'll say it; they're trash this year. Uh, we all thought, everyone thought they were going to be good. They, they had Super Bowl aspirations. I'm not going to get involved in this debate or this debate, this rant again that I do all the time. But Jason Garrett is going to be fired by 
uh, next season. He's not going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys anymore. So, Jamison, he's gone. There's other coaching candidates out there, or not candidates, but there's other hot seats. Wait, so you say, you're saying that he is fired? He's not fired now, but he is going to. You think he, so? I'm 100% sure he's going to get fired. Really? That's your Jerry, big words Jerry, right there. Jerry Jones went out on, what is it, 103.5 The Fan. That's like the station in Dallas. And he comes on that every week. And he said that, he, he literally, he said something they were talking about the, the coaching situation for Jason Garrett. And he said, Jason Garrett's like a good coach and he will find, co- he will be an NFL coach in the league next year. He didn't say for the Cowboys. He said he will be a coach in the league next year. Mm. And if, if, if I was, like me personally, if I was at a job and I was in the discussion of being fired and my boss went to me and said, don't worry, buddy, you'll find work. You'll be good next year. But he doesn't say for this company, I'm going to be like, I'm done. You know, it's yeah, like he doesn't yeah. say Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones will say he said this before, like Dak Prescott's my guy. Jason Garrett's my coach. He's with us till the end. He didn't say that. He said he'll fight. He'll say Jason Garrett is going to be an NFL coach next year. Just not for the Dallas Cowboys. He didn't say that explicitly, but he, that's what he means. Yeah. As a Cowboys fan, <laughs> well, I, I know how this organization, <laughs> I know how this organization works. Well, he's not going to be our coach next year. Well, I, I know one thing. I want him to stay. I well, want you want him. us to suffer. I want, so. I want him to stay until eternity because he's terrible. <laughs> he's a five. Uh, he is a five hundred coach. He plays um, to win. He he plays. He coaches his games based off of reactions of the previous game. That's yeah. Exactly how it works. And so, um, you know, it's there's been a lot of speculations with Jason Garrett and who's going to fill in that position. I think he's going to be fired too. Um, you know, but I think first of all, the first thing that you need to fire is Jerry Jones. He's terrible. You can't fire the. He's <laughs> terrible. You can't fire the man that writes well, the checks. But um, I, I, he's, I, I, yeah, he's abs- I think somebody needs to buy him out. I mean, give him whatever he wants. Unless you got like but, a Jeff Bezos yeah, trying to buy the Cowboys, Jerry Jones can't be bought out. I think I think it's time. I think it's time to let Jerry Jones go. He doesn't. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He's running it like a business. It's, it's not like a sports program mm-hmm. for him. I think it's time for Jerry Jones to get out of there. I but we we all can't, you know. I can't. I don't. I don't control those, those things. Those, that's out of my yeah. hands. And so um, I think Jason Garrett will be fired. There's been a lot of speculations on who's going to fill in that position. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley's the top. Josh McDaniels now um, is falling into that category. But I, I don't know. I don't know if you, anybody knows this, but the head coaching job. For the Dallas Cowboys, is the most is the highest paid coaching position mm-hmm. in football in all of America. Yeah. It is the it is the most prestigious, mm-hmm. and it is the most is the highest coaching position that anybody could ever get. Now, I think Dabo Sweeney could fit there. <laughs> Uh, but you know Dabo's not going there. People say, people no, say everybody's staying. yeah yeah. Da- there's no way Dabo Sweeney will leave, and uh, you know. <clears throat> but um, yeah, the Cowboys are terrible. They're they're playing terrible. They're they're not a good football team right now. Uh, they play for themselves. Um, I don't really understand why they're America's team because I can't stand them. But. <laughs> um, but um, I th- I think that um, the Dallas Cowboys they're he's, they're gonna fire Jason Garrett and uh, somebody else will fill yeah. in and um, he'll be under the uh, the head coach Jerry Jones mm-hmm. so he, that, he's gonna be like 
He's going to be the assistant coach. That basically. is the one downside yeah. of being a Cowboys coach is that Jerry Jones, this is why Jimmy Johnson was fired two decades ago. It's because Jerry Jones wants to be the guy who gets the credit when they are successful. And Jerry, jo- or Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson got the credit for those three Super Bowls in four years or wherever it was in the 90s. And Jerry Jones is like, I, didn't, I, I hired you. Why don't I get the credit? And so kicked him out. We had a couple coaches. We got Bill Parcells. And then we've been in the crapshoot with Jason Garrett the past decade. So, yeah. And then that's... I, I'll move away from the Cowboys because we talk, or we don't really, we don't talk too much about the Cowboys. But in the last couple episodes, we have, and I'll I'll get on a twenty minute rant about this. We don't want to do that too much. But I mean, head coaching is is going to be a big issue this offseason, especially. I mean, Freddie Kitchens is going to be gone in Cleveland. I don't think he's going to stay. Wow, really? You think? I, I think they'll Freddie, give him one more year. I think they they will give him. Okay, one maybe more he'll year. get one more year. I just don't think he was ready to be a head coach. I don't think Freddie Kitchens is. Done I can't remember quite where yet. he was a he was a quarterbacks coach. I can't remember for who if it was the Browns or someone else before no, they he hired was him. the offensive coordinator was for uh, I think the uh, Detroit. He was somewhere, but he wasn't ready to be a head I coach. Think that's right. He he can't handle the Browns' talent too well. So there there there's going to be a bunch of openings this year. Possibly three in the NFC East with the Cowboys, Redskins, and Giants. The Redskins are in an interim head, or a temporary head coach right now. But on coaching, there's one team that doesn't need a head coach. That's the the one team that doesn't need a head coach is the Patriots. No questions, right? Patriots don't need a head coach. But what they do need is some kind of amp up right now because they lost to your Texans this past Sunday night, 28 to 24. And hey, I'm not it, saying. I'm just saying. I think the Texans are for real. The Texans are good. They're, what are they, 8-4 and four now? They're yeah. the fourth seed and four, in the yeah. AFC. They're good. They're a good team. But the Patriots now have lost. Their two losses have been in primetime games, and they are now the second seed in the AFC behind the Baltimore Ravens, who we both said last episode are clearly the front runners in the AFC, and now they literally are the front runners in the AFC. So with this loss to the Texans, the Patriots are now only one game ahead of the Buffalo Bills, who are who at nine and three have the chance to pass the Patriots as the winners of the AFC East, which hasn't happened in forever. The last the last eighteen years, the Patriots have won the AFC East sixteen times. So, with the two exceptions being like the two thousand and two Jets, I think, and then maybe like the two thousand two thousand five or something like that Dolphins, somewhere around there, but. In in the game with the Texans, Patriot in their first seven drives, the Patriots, the first seven drives, and that's teams don't get that. That's a lot. Of, that's more than half of the drives you get in a game. The first seven drives of that game, Tom Brady had a thirty passer rating, three point six yards per carry, and only ninety yards passing. He ended up finishing for like three hundred and thirty yards, three touchdowns, but majority of that was in the last couple of drives in garbage time when the Texans were just playing soft defense. You know, he was trying yeah. to he was trying to get the ball downfield. It happens a lot in the NFL, but. That the Patriots are just not what they should be, and this is what I said in our heated 49ers Patriots debate a month or two ago, however, whenever that was. I was saying the Patriots offense has really no identity, they're getting carried by this defense, and they were undefeated through that first easy stretch of the season when they were just running over the easy teams of the AFC and the NFC. And they finally hit that tough schedule with the Ravens, they lost to the Ravens. Um, and then they struggled really against the Cowboys, and that game was factored really heavily due to weather. But that game was closer than it probably should have been. The, pay- the Cowboys could have easily blown that game out. A lot of people were saying the Cowboys were going to win that, but the weather had a big f- effect in that. And then the Texans just beat them. And it, the, the, the score was close, but I personally, the game wasn't really close. The Texans were able to run the, the Texans were able to run the ball around the Patriots defenders really easily. The Patriots were playing like cover two the whole time. And then who was it? Like you have Duke Johnson and. Uh, 
and Fuller on your t- on the Texans, and they were just running around your safety, the Patriots' safeties, and it was just way easy. So the Patriots, they they if do you think they're going to fall? How do you how do you see this going out? There's four weeks left in the season. They're one game up on Buffalo. They have the tiebreaker against Buffalo, but I think they still have to play them. They're not losing to Buffalo. I, I don't promise think so. that. I don't think so. But the fact that it is this close is interesting because usually the second place team in the AFC East is like six and ten. Yeah. At best, well, I think I think the Patriots will play Baltimore again. There, there is a there is another game for Baltimore, and it's it's going to be close. But um, the Patriots will not lose the ball to, uh, to Buffalo, and I think the Patriots will definitely be in the playoffs for sure. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to be the two seed. I can't remember who the three seed is. It is the uh, is it the Texans? I don't know. I mean, no, maybe it's the Chiefs. I think they're both eight and four this time. One of those teams, but. They have like a two-game lead over whoever's in third place. They're going to make the playoffs. Whether they win out of the division round or not is a thing, or they make like their sixth straight AFC championship or whatever it is. Well, we'll see. But one last thing. Tomorrow's game is the Dallas Cowboys and the Bears Thursday night. The Cowboys have been on this weird thing where they go play a Thanksgiving game and then they get the Thursday game after it, so they have a week break. That's like the last three seasons that's happened. But they get the Bears. They're both sitting at 6-6. Six and six. Um, We're about to get into game picks, but this is kind of leading into that. Jameson... Who needs this game more, the Bears or the Cowboys? They're both at 6-6. Six and six. The Bears have the quarterback issues. The Cowboys have the coaching issues. This game is a pivotal game for both of these teams. They don't want to fall below 500 and maybe even knock them out of the playoff race, especially the Bears. The Cowboys are still in it due to their crappy division. But who is this game most most in favor for? Um, we start game picks now. Uh, this is it leading into it. Okay. Well, you give me this opinion, then we'll get into game picks. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys are going to need it the most. The Bears are terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears need a new quarterback. They need a huge change. Uh, so I think the Cowboys are going to need this the most. Yeah. Um, that that's what I think. It's going to be a difficult game. Bears. It's in Chicago in the winter, prime time at night. Dak Prescott's great at prime time. Uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky's been iffy all year, so. This is the Cowboys offense versus the Bears defense for sure for this game. But this game is our top pick in the game pick. So how do you see this game playing out? You might might mean more it might mean more to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are still in the playoff hunt. The Bears Bears need to win it to stay in the wild card race, but they'll still be two games back to the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, I believe. So who do you think is going to win this game? The Cowboys need it more, but the Bears the Bears are at home in the cold weather that they love. I'm gonna take the Cowboys here. Uh, I, I can't stand them, but I think they're gonna they're gonna pull out the win against the uh, Chicago Bears. But just because the Bears are just struggling, they're 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 not they're not very good at all. I think the Cowboys are struggling too, but I think they're not struggling as much as the Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys again. I, I've become less and less confident in them as the season goes on, but uh, they practice outside in the grass. For this game, which was something that was very critical of them for practicing indoors, I think Gronk, Rob Gronkowski had the great take, hilarious take where he was probably he was probably on some drugs during that uh, that take during halftime of the Patriots Cowboys game a couple weeks ago. But he was like, "Oh, Jerry Jones practices in a little bubble tent. The Cowboys never have to practice in the environment, and that's why they were awful against the Patriots in that rain." Cowboys practiced on grass this past week to prepare for this uh, this <laughs> Bears game, which is so interesting to me. But I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Hopefully, their coach. Coaching job is on the line for Jason Garrett. He better coach like he needs to because he didn't do it against the Bills. And if he loses this game, 
Cowboys fans are coming for his head. That's all. I'm, it's gone. And and before we get to the second game, I just want to do a little shout out to myself. Uh-huh. I went five and you didn't go five and zero. Uh, We've each not, had one. Not, not not this past little week, but the weekend before, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We didn't we didn't do game. Yeah, we did not do this past. We were on vacation. Uh, so I I'm right now in the in the lead. You're up in the lead. Two or three. I can't remember. Uh, what, I, I think I, I can't remember what I went. I either I went three or went, two or two and three. I think you went two and three. I think I did. I'll check it after when I make. But the I think I'm up two because I was down one. So now I'm up. Were you two. down one or were we tied? I was down one. I okay. was down one. And Good. so I'm just doing a little. I'm just. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. We've each had a five and zero. I game went this five year. and zero this this past yeah. uh, or last game pick. So uh, I'm you, right now. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. I went five and zero. I went five and zero the second week. I think the next week I went like one and four or two and three. Yeah. So hopefully you don't get cursed the same way I did. Well, I hope, <laughs> you, I hope you get cursed the same way because I want to win this thing. But anyway, second game, another great game. We've been. I think the a- NFC, the NFC North and the NFC West played each other this whole year. Like those two divisions were playing each other because that's how the NFL schedules work. And those two are the great best divisions in football, arguably. So we've had some great matchups. This isn't one of them. This is an NFC West against the NFC South team. Forty-Niners at Saints. Very interesting game. I'm gonna take the Forty-Niners here. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the, that that defense is so good right now for the Forty-Niners and the Saints. You know, earlier on in the season with Drew Brees, they they've struggled. Or no, 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 they were really good, but ever since Drew Brees came back, it's just not been the same. Alvin Kamara, the running game has not been the same, and so I'm gonna take the 49ers here, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna continue their uh, winning streak. Yeah, this one's this one's interesting for me because the Saints, I mean, yeah, they had they had Bridgewater as their quarterback for six weeks six weeks of the season because Drew Brees was out with that thumb injury, but the Saints really haven't beaten anyone great. They play like the whole AFC South, and they walk through the AFC South. I don't think they played the Texans yet, though. No, they did. They beat the Texans like week one or week two, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But they ran through the AFC South, who isn't really the, a, that great of a division, and they they really haven't played good teams. They beat the Panthers twice. They beat the Falcons already, the Buccaneers, because the NFC South isn't that strong either, especially with the Panthers being down. So the Saints really haven't played anybody great. This is really, besides the Texans game that early in the season, this is their first real test of the season. And the 49ers are coming to town, but I'm going to pick the Saints for this one. Right, I love the 49ers. I think the 49ers, I really, I think the 49ers are going to win this one. But I'm going to pick the Saints because this is in New Orleans, and it's so hard to win in New Orleans. And if the Saints can just get some offense going, they they're able to handle good defenses. Sean Payton's a great coach. He knows what he's doing when it comes to playing good defenses. He's faced them before. So I think the Saints can make this a close game. If it's close, the 49ers might get it. But I think I'm going to go with the Saints here. Hopefully, they can pull off this little upset. I don't know who's. I think the Saints might. I think the Saints are favored in this game. So if they win, it's not an upset. But I'm going to go with the Saints here. So we'll have, we'll have at least one game difference here, Jameson. But all right, game three, Tank Bowl v. five of the season. I can't remember how many Tank Bowls we've had because the AFC South and the AFC – or the NFC East and the AFC East, I'm sorry, have played each other. So there's a lot of crappy teams playing each other. Dolphins at Jets. You know, Who's wow, this here? is a really tough one for me. I'm just going to take New York Jets on this one. Um, you know, I just <laughs> – I don't know why I'm choosing them. I, I've got no idea. I just think they're a little bit better, well-rounded than the Dolphins. I think yeah. Dolphins are terrible as well. The Dolphins did beat them earlier in the year. I think was that. I think that was the Dolphins' first win of the year. They beat them earlier because they're obviously their division, their division rivals. So they play each other twice. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Dolphins just spanked the Eagles. That was the best game I ever watched this season. I love that. I saw that. Like I got a little ticket on my like notifications for ESPN that the Dolphins were winning. I was like. Excuse me, what? Because the the Eagles were up like twenty eight to fourteen in that game. Dolphins won that game. They dominated that whole second half. I Fitzpatrick starting again. Is Fitzmagic back? Who knows? 
Fitzpatrick did great. That he put up like in my league, which has really skewed fantasy points. He put up like eighty, which is insane. Um, even for our league, that might sound, that's definitely insane for like a standard league. But he, he did great. That's all I'm saying. And I think it's going to happen again. The Jets looked awful against the Bengals. The Jets have been a team I actually have been high on this year. I mean, they had they had the Sam Darnold issues all year when him when he had mono early in the year and it kind of derailed their whole season. But the Jets they have a good, Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. They really have good receivers. They have Le'Veon Bell, but they just haven't put it together yet. Adam Gase hasn't really figured out that team yet. So Dolphins all the way here. So now we now we got two different games, Jameson. We have two different picks. But all right, big game of the week. Four Niners Saints is big, but here's maybe a bigger one: Chiefs at Patriots. I think this is going to be one of the best games that we've seen all year. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a high-scoring game, really. Chiefs' defense is was, is really struggling it's right now. It's always struggled. And so I'm going to take the Patriots right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots are really good on defense, or they didn't seem to be uh, as good, uh, I guess, the Texans. But, you know, you cannot, you cannot defend against the MVP, Deshaun Watson, uh, from Clemson and DeAndre Hopkins, the best <laughs> wide receiver in the league. But uh, I'm going to take the Patriots here. Uh, best quarterback that uh, has, uh, ever uh, that you've ever seen. And uh, I think Patriots are going to win. Yeah. I'm going to go similar to the Patriots. Um, yeah, I'm going to go similar to the Patriots. Can I, the Chiefs, they, the Patriots beat the Chiefs in Kansas City last year, I believe, in like an AFC Championship preview. So that was that was a big game, but the Patriots they're gonna find a way to pull this one out. I literally just said earlier in the show how the Patriots are not looking like their full self, but they, they'll they'll figure it out somehow. So who knows who knows what it what it really is. But I'm gonna go with the Patriots here. They're gonna win this game. However however it happens, they're gonna win it. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but they're gonna win the game. So that's all I'm gonna say for that one. But last game of the week. We have Texans, or not Texans, Titans at Raiders. Not a very headlining game, but these two teams are close. They're both in competition. It's a, it really is a big game if you think about it. These teams aren't usually in the. They're usually on the playoff bubble, but, and they are this year as well. These this is a fight for the wild card right now. Winner of this game is still in the wild card race. The loser is going to have a way tougher road the rest of the season. So Jameson, Titans at Raiders. They're not two garbage teams. Uh, Raiders and Titans, they're not garbage, Mm-mm. but they're just, they're not the best either. So they're kind of like, they're right in the middle. And, but they're not right in the middle either. They're just kind of like iffy. And so I guess they're right in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to take the Raiders here. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. And uh, I think the Raiders are going to pull it out. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders have played really good. Uh, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, really good. Besides last week, they got absolutely destroyed by the Chiefs. That was crazy game. In uh, I can't was it in Oakland? I can't remember where it was. That was like the it was like this. I think it, I don't remember if it was it was a four o'clock game. Uh, my head's going everywhere. But no, no, no. I'm gonna pick the Titans for this because Ryan Tannehill has come into that that quarterback position in replacement of Marcus Mariota, and Tannehill is four and one or five and one. I can't remember as a starter for the Titans. He's on fire, and so they beat the Chiefs with him. Their offense has really been good. So I'm gonna pick the Titans here. So now. That concludes game picks. Jameson, we have three different picks, so either I'm going to jump in the lead again, we're going to end up tied, something's going to happen. I don't like the weeks where we have the same, we either have four or five of the same picks, because then that's no fun, right? No matter what one person does, the same person does too. Well, so, well I know one thing's for sure. Uh-huh. You better be on your game. <laughs> well, the the Cowboys, the Saints, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Titans better be on their game if they want to if they want to see me win the game picks, because this is... I don't know when we're ending this thing. I'm assuming the NFL season. But this is the last regular season picks we're going to have. I don't think we're going to be we're going to be picking playoff games next time. 
I'm trying to maybe maybe we have well, wait, maybe we'll have one regular season week yeah. left. I can't remember, but that will be like week 17 where the teams are like week 16 or 17. We're 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 gone for like three weeks, three yeah. and a half, four <laughs> yeah, weeks. Four so weeks. we're either gonna have the last week of NFL season where it's all who knows what's happening. People are benching their players for the playoffs, or we're gonna have the first week of the playoffs, which is always a big week. So we'll see how it goes. But anyway, that will conclude this show, our last show of the season. We will be back. In January, I'll look real quick to get a date for y'all. I believe our next show will be on the January 15th, I believe. It's going to be the first Wednesday we will be back. So January 15th will be our next show, basically a month and a couple, and a week from now. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at OffTheBenchXLR, as well as our Twitter and Facebook by the same handle, at OffTheBenchXLR. I'll be posting some, some more video clips and quotes from this show, as long as with previous shows, to keep y'all updated on what we've been, what our opinions have been and, this past couple months. And I don't see a reason why not to do game picks. We'll just we just we could do yeah. game picks. Yeah, we could just so, you know just text them um, in. Y'all won't be able to hear it, but you can still follow us. So I guess we could yeah. we could still do game picks if we can we can remember. I'm, yeah. I'm really I'm really scattered scattered brain when it comes to stuff like that. But yeah, you stay tuned on our Instagram. You we won't have any episodes on the podcast coming out besides this one, which will be out later today. But we will definitely keep y'all updated with content on the social media pages. And guys, whenever we come back the Clemson Tigers are going to be the national champions <laughs> of college football so the uh, just stay tuned for the college football you got the conference champions championships coming up and then later, a little bit later on uh, is going to be the um, semi um, playoffs and then mm-hmm. or the what is it? The semi, the semifinals, semifinals, and then finals. And the we'll do some bowl uh, predictions. So, hope, we'll uh, so you'll probably see a lot of orange uh, coming from the uh, off the bench uh, <laughs> Instagram. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. We have thoroughly enjoyed this uh, opportunity that Lander has given us. So thank you, Lander University, for allowing us to do this incredible. Uh, Incredible little experience. I, I've I've learned so much from doing this. Um, I've had so much fun. Hayden, thank you again. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for uh, tagging along with us, and uh, you know you put in a lot of work. Hayden Joiner puts in so much work <laughs> on our Instagram. He does more, really good. more so than studying. He, do, <laughs> it's, it's he does. Bad. He does a really good job. So guys, thank you so much for if you listen to us. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's so much fun. We enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, sure. thank you so much. Um, and I hope you have a great, great Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you, and uh, uh, enjoy time with your family. Stay, stay safe if you're traveling. Uh, but thank you guys so much for uh, tagging along with us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so as always, uh, be sure, Jameson, you you always hit the tag. I'll let you go for it. And as always, <laughs> stay in the game and off the bench. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next year. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price, just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG. Open makes more possible.